Like, if he just <laughs> cheated on me and, like, we broke up and that was that, like, fine. But, like, it was so traumatic and dramatic and, like, he was just taken. Like, the person that he was, like, he's still here. His yeah. body part partly is still here, but, like, he's not who he was right. at all. So, like, he was just one day, it was just, like, oh, the person that you knew forever and loved is not real. Yeah. And so... I think that's why it's just like, well, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what am I supposed to do now? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. I'm your host, Eric Wenzel, as always. And in today's episode, our guest is Rachel Thomas. And Rachel shares her very unique story. Um, and it's a heavy one. It's a very heavy story. And this story starts all the way back in high school for her. And she met a boy named Tyler. And Tyler, at a very early on in their relationship, kind of offhandedly mentions that, hey, would you break up with me if I ever did heroin or drugs? And at some point down the road, he checks himself into rehab. And from there, the entire story spirals. And I'm not trying to tell too much here. And then just to kind of like fill in the gaps of the story, Tyler... Uh, his street name is called Shaggy, and we don't have his picture or anything like that or show his face ever. So, But he was found by a Chicago-based photojournalist named Chuck Giants, and he captured um, some of his experience on the streets and homelessness and during hospital visits and things like that. Um, so you guys can, there's a link in the show notes. So it's called Against Doctor's Orders. There's a magazine article called... Uh, by a magazine called Gravis, and you can find copies of stuff there as well. I also have that link. There's two volumes of it. And I, I really hope you guys go check those out. They are quite graphic, so keep that in mind if you're, you know, don't want to see certain things. And this episode in general is very uh, explicit with the nature of the conversation. This is a long-winded intro, and I didn't know how to really word it because it is, I don't know, I feel very lucky to kind of share this stuff with you guys, and I hope you take something away from it and at very least share it with other people. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Rachel Thomas. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. In today's episode, we're joined with Rachel. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shout out to Jordan Chris who's flying on the wall here. Yo. Uh, he's the one who set this up, so thanks for him for doing this. You're welcome. <laughs> Cause so I don't know anything at all right now. Cause all he said is like you should get Rachel on the podcast or Robert, which is a side <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah, it changes I'll, on the time of day. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I'll explain that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so we both work at Pollyanna. It's a brewery, right? And one day she's like decked out. What What was the hoodie? It's like Element oh, or something. Um. Yeah, I think it was. It was some sort of like skater it was hoodie. Super old school. Yeah. So it was, was it like DC maybe. Something like that. Like one of those old school skater brands. And she walks in and I'm like, all right, chill out, Rob. <laughs> like Rob Beardick. Yeah. And it's stuck. <laughs> so yeah. that's that. I have to like. so perfect. Because <laughs> like, it's just such a random person to be called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the generic white dude name. <laughs> Robert. But I love it. I love the name Rob. And I do always tell people, like if a guy comes up to me, I always give him a boy name. Like he'll be like. Oh, can I get your name? What's up? And I'm like, uh, Michael. <laughs> He's like, what is it, Michael? Like, yeah. Oh, Michael, you are gorgeous. <laughs> You're a dumbass. 
just shows how gullible guys are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so other than that, do you want to give any of your bio stuff, like professional things you do or interests? Um, I did hair pretty much forever. I started doing hair when I was 15. Did that up until I finally left this one of the salons. I worked at a couple, mm-hmm. um, like maybe a month ago. And now I just work at Pollyanna. Just making the bar money? Yep. Yeah. Sounds chill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, way chiller than doing hair. I bet. I mean, I I mean, I just got my hair cut done yesterday. And it's not like one of those crazy salons, but... Do you go to the same person all the time? Yeah. That's less awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can definitely see where it gets stressful. Yeah, and just like... I don't care about small talk all the time with every different person. Like, yeah, I feel like you have to be a special type of extroverted. Yeah, <laughs> there's just like that hairstylist. Like, when you think of like a hairstylist, you just think yeah. of a certain like bubbly personality. Yeah, almost. and I don't. At least that's the mad. at least that's the vision I'm getting right now. It's like, <laughs> hey, I yeah. want to talk about your three kids and your dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm gonna be doing your hair today. Come on back. I'm like, no. <laughs> Smile and like sheen of serial killer <laughs> yeah. behind your eyes. <laughs> Clippers. One tear just like coming down. <laughs> See, I hate when barbers, like to me, when they try to talk to me because I hear the buzzing in my ear. Like, so uh, where'd you go oh. to school, man? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, um, just ask me later, man. <laughs> like, I can't hear you. <laughs> That's the same thing, yeah, with the blow dryer. I just turn their head away from me so I can't see anything that they're doing. Turn the blow dryer all the way up and just go, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. <laughs> that's pretty much what I did for 10 years. That's an awesome <laughs> way of getting through that. <laughs> it reminds me of dentists now, too, thinking yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. They ask you a question, and they just get, they put their hand right in your mouth. It's like, really? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, I'm going to bite your finger next time. <laughs> so annoying. He's like, oh, 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 oh. And they know what you're saying. Like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. I saw that movie. And it's like, what? <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> oh, God. I didn't know we turned this into comedy hour. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> Anyways, where do you want to start with this? Well, I don't know. It's kind of a really long story. It's a 10-year long story. Oh, boy. So <laughs> turn back the clock yeah, that much. <laughs> I mean, can the, is the story going to take ten years to tell? <laughs> I can make a long story less long, but <laughs> maybe I can break it up into parts. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, I guess it's still ongoing, but I don't, I don't know where to start. Um, I guess I'd start in high school. In high school, I mm-hmm. started dating this guy, and we were together. For like two years, thought I was going to marry him, totally in love with him. And then one day he just called me and said, um, before I was going to work at my salon job to sweep some hair, he was like, yeah, um, I'm going to rehab, babe. And I was like, oh, for what? (laughs) He's just like, "Uh, I just feel like I might do heroin. So I just want to like get that all figured out before I do it. And I was like, oh, well, that's not how life works. So (laughs) something is going on here. And then when I got home from work, my mom told me that his mom had talked to her and that he had been using heroin for a really long time and, like, stealing all their stuff. Like, he stole his mom's wedding ring, I think, at that point. Um, Like, laptops, clothes, everything. And I just was totally oblivious to it. Like, I knew he had tried it once, but, like, 
when I, I was 15, so, like, I don't know what it's like. Yeah, right. You're, so, like... You barely even know... <laughs> anything. You, you maybe were trying alcohol at that point. Right. Maybe weed, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, my friends, like, drank UV blue and smoked weed out of apples and, like, danced even <laughs> money. Like, I don't know. I didn't know. Yeah. I just thought he was tired and had fevers all the time. Like, I didn't know why. And so, um, then... Pretty much, he went to rehab. We broke up, but we kept in contact all the time. Like, he was still a really big part of my life. And I would always try to, like, he would just call me from a payphone if he could, or like call me from jail when he would get locked yeah. up, like, every couple months. Hmm. And I would kind of just go with it. Like, I knew that it wasn't healthy, but I still couldn't, like, detach myself from it, yeah. I guess. And we would just, like, talk and just like talk about nothing like <laughs> I literally had no idea really just, still what was going on just time like, killers yeah and he was homeless and um he would just yeah call me from like pay phones or whatever randomly and we would still just like laugh and stay on the phone for like a while and just like kind of pretend like it wasn't happening like we would talk about unrelated stuff yeah and then I oh and I did his mom's hair and then um, she, I think, I can't remember exactly how I found out. I think he called me one day, yeah, and was just like, he called me from his parents' like home in Westmont. And I thought like it was always from jail or a payphone. So I was like, what the fuck? So I thought it was his mom. I picked up and it was him. And he was just like, hey, kid, what's going on? I'm like, what, what are you doing home? And he was like, oh, I had to go through emergency surgery and um, my left side of my body doesn't work. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, okay. He's like, you want to come over? I'm like, sure. <laughs> so I get there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and he's just like all crippled and like stitched up and like skinny and scabby and like crazy. Wow. And um, he was just like confined pretty much to the couch, like couldn't move. And I was like, what the hell happened? And he's like. Um, I fell asleep, and when I woke up, just my body didn't work. And then we both just laughed for, like, five minutes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What else do you do when someone tells you that? <laughs> so we were both wow. just like, okay. He's like, any other normal person, like, you'd fall asleep, and you realize, oh, like, my foot's asleep, you wake up. Yeah. Like, you're fine. But he's like, yep, yeah, not me. Like, now my body doesn't work. And I was like, oh, shit. So, <laughs> um... I would take him, I started going over and seeing him more often, and I'd take him to doctor's appointments if I could and stuff. And um, in the meantime, like, I was still doing his mom's hair, and his mom said that he was using, so she had to kick him out. He was in a wheelchair. Yeah. But she was like, I can't, like, have this be happening at my house. Like, you got to right. go or stop. He's like, I don't want to stop. So she dropped him off in his wheelchair in the city, and now he's homeless again, but now his body does not work. So you're just some guy in a wheelchair. Yes. And heroin. <laughs> yes. And then he had like, I think he had crutches too because his wheelchair got stolen. Oh my God. Um, I don't know how that happens. What kind of sick fuck steals a wheelchair? But, um, <laughs> Sell it to a chop shop. Yeah. yeah. So then, I guess. <laughs> no, no. Um, so then he ended up having to get his leg amputated. Because the infection got too bad. Oh. <laughs> so. This is a spiraling story. And it's not getting any better. Oh, my 
So he loses his leg. I don't remember exactly how I found out, but eventually he, like, FaceTimed me. He, like, got a phone somehow. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, do you want to see my nub? I was like, honestly, no, I'll probably puke. Like, I love you. I don't want to see your nub. Like, that's not something I want to think about. Yeah, right. And um, then, so, I hadn't ever seen him since then. Like, we kind of got into an argument because mm-hmm. he just was too manipulative and too, How like, many years ago is that now? Or from that, this point of the story? That was probably in, like, 2015, maybe. Okay. Um so I hadn't seen him since he lost his leg. And then um, I would, I think we still talked, but, oh no, we got into a fight and we, we weren't talking. I think there's so many different time periods. I can't <laughs> remember if we were or not, but. Um, so then I go to Vegas one year with my mom. She goes every year. Mm-hmm. And that's actually when me and Tyler met. My mom was in Vegas on this trip, and I was 14, and I had a party, and he came over, and we shotgunned beers and got drunk, and that was the beginning of us. Wow. (laughs) Um, So then, like, however many years later, I'm 21, and I go to Vegas with my mom, and we, like, got out of the hotel for a little while. It was for, like, a business thing, and we were on Fremont, and I saw this homeless guy with, like, one leg. No and I way. would always do like a funny joke that was only funny to me. And whenever I saw a homeless person with one leg, which like wasn't often, but it did happen, mm-hmm. I'd be like, look, there's Tyler. Like, it's not funny. Yeah, I right. should never say that. <laughs> right. I would. In immature hindsight, yeah. right? <laughs> and so like this guy in a scooter passes me in Vegas and I was just like, oh, look, there's Tyler. And then I'm like, oh my God, that's fucking Tyler. Like I see his tattoos and I'm like, Yes, yes, yes. Like looking at yeah. all, I'm like I'm like that's him. And my mom's like, no, it's not. And I felt like that Mr. Krabs meme, you know, when everything's like all blurry and he's like looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the whole world stopped and like I was like, holy fuck. So yeah. Like, what are the odds of this happening right now? Yeah, like Vegas. Like I had never even seen him in Chicago. Like my best friend saw him a couple times, like on a platform mm-hmm. or like at a bus station, just like, and she never went up to him or anything. Right. Yeah. But like, if the city's kind of small, like you see people. So she had seen him, but I had never seen him. And then also I'm just like, holy fuck. So like I go up to him and at the time he like dropped something on from his scooter and he was like bending over to get it. And I was just like, Tyler? He was like, yeah. And then like he still wasn't looking at me. He's like, yeah. And then he looked up and then we just both looked at each other. And he was like, holy fuck, what the fuck? And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then he was just like, what are you doing here? And I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> And yeah right like what <laughs> he was like i live here now and i was like oh well i'm just here for a business trip and then he sees my mom and he was like holy fuck like like it's again the yeah. whole so then like we just laughed for like 10 minutes and i was like i'm laughing now but i'm gonna fucking freak out when i'm alone like this right. is crazy and then we got a beer and he was like i don't know what normal people talk about like how's your family like I don't he hasn't had conversation with like anyone that wasn't homeless or in the streets for so long like it was just so weird he doesn't have any perception of what people do anymore really yeah and he was just all like scabby and skinny and long hair and he was like in denial about being homeless over there though like he still always wanted to have some sense of like pride like he's like oh yeah I have a little apartment down the road like I rent a room you know you don't. 
(laughs) (laughs) But it was just really sad because, like, the way everyone was looking at him, like, looking at him on the street and looking at us, like, ooh, what the fuck? Like, why is she talking to him? Like, Yeah, right. And I went up to get a beer and the bartender was like, how do you know that guy? I was like, actually, that's my high school sweetheart (laughs) from Chicago. Like, we're both from Chicago and I haven't seen him in, like, a year. And... I just ran into him, and he was like, oh, how did he lose his leg? I was like, uh, an infection. And he was like, oh. So I'm thinking, like, he probably, like, was around there all the time, like, telling them it was, like, a shark <laughs> a shark bite or, like, something, like, really heroic. <laughs> Some sort of crazy story. Yeah. And then, like, we just sat there and had a beer, and then I was like, okay, well, I got to go. And he just, like, yeah. scooted away. And <laughs> he called me the next day and was just like, are you in Vegas right now? I was like, yeah. And he's like, so that wasn't a hallucination. Like, I saw you last night. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what the fuck? Do you want to hang out? I was like, I don't want to offend you, but I don't want to hang out with you in a desert alone at all. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't want to do that. And I'm traumatized that I even saw you scooting around. And I don't want that image I mean, it's kind of like, it's like a ghost from the past. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Right? Because it's like this person you knew and then you finally see them again after so many years. Yeah. After this kind of transformation kind of happens, you're just like, there's, you know, it just doesn't connect anymore. Yeah. And like, I wasn't, scared of him when I saw him like it didn't really like I still hugged him and like yeah it it wasn't like oh this weird person but like after being manipulated so many times by him to like go do stuff for him or take him places to get things like I don't want I was just scared that like he would Would do do something crazier be like sell me into human trafficking in Vegas (laughs) I don't fucking know like you know you don't know how deep someone is into something I mean, especially when you said, like, he's in denial of something. Yeah, he was in the hospital after that, and he was, like, telling, because eventually he got his other leg amputated. Oh, my God. <laughs> I haven't seen him since then, but that's just what his sister told me. Um, and he was in denial that he was in the hospital, and he would call me, and he would be, like, like the nurse or something would come mm-hmm. in. He'd be like, oh, sorry, sorry, my roommate's fucking obnoxious, sorry. And I'm like... What? Can I say fuck? Yeah, you're... you're okay. <laughs> it's still too late. <laughs> say 20 fucks in, is that okay? <laughs> That's the beauty of so, the internet. <laughs> so he <laughs> was like, oh, sorry, my roommate's obnoxious. And that I'm is like, so okay. weird. Or like... He's, he's like, like delusional. Yeah, he'd be like, should I have Jello or Doritos for a snack? Like I just went to I went to the grocery store. Like, oh, and you got jello as the twenty five year old man. No, you didn't. <laughs> You're getting fed jello. You didn't go buy it. Nice try though. But I would go along with it because it was kind of sad. And then it kinda kinda made me in this delusion too. Cause I'd be like, Oh, okay. Like what are you gonna do? Be like, You're fucking lying. You're in the hospital. Like I know it. Like yeah. it's just like weird. Like I kinda we just do this pretend thing where like we don't acknowledge reality and we just kind so, of enjoy each other yeah. in this alternate universe weird very weird he even said he had a dog when he was at the hospital he'd be like oh my dog like this like and he would talk to the dog and i don't know who he was talking to like i still don't know who the dog was 
weird. That he would be mean to it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, shut up, quit parking. Yeah, seriously. I'm like, what is that? I knew the jello and the nurse and everything I could put Whoa. it together. Or, oh, one time, like, you know, if your, um, like, little finger monitor gets out or whatever and it, like, yeah. flatlines like, yeah. and beeps, something was beeping and he was like, oh, my popcorn's done. <laughs> like, bitch, that was not the microwave. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Do you have, I don't even know. This sounds like a slow decline into, like, schizophrenia or something yeah and then that's what would make me question my own sanity like why the why am i talking to this person like and it would get for hours on end where i was gonna say like didn't you question that you would just somehow stay in contact with him like you'd think that at some point it would just kind of fade off you would think but not when you're crazy and he's crazier (laughs) (laughs) and everyone like that knows me is like against it. Like they're all like, why are you talking to him? Right. Like you're almost as weird for keeping this relationship. Like you're an adult now. Like you're not a teenager. Like let it go. And I would just be like, you guys don't get it. And I don't expect you to get it. You don't have to get it, but I like talking to him. Right. So there's nothing anyone can do about it. (laughs) And I would just continue this weird thing until it got too heavy. Mm Mm-hmm. Finally, um, it got too weird, and he was, like, really trying to pull on my little heartstrings because he knows that he can, and he would tell me, like, one time he told me that he got stuck under his wheelchair, that, like, someone, like, tipped, like, that he was sleeping, and, or no, he didn't say he was sleeping, of course, because he's going to lie about it. He was like, I was just relaxing. (laughs) (laughs) I was relaxing with my eyes closed, and all of a sudden, he's like, I just started moving. And, like, I just started moving faster and faster and faster, and someone had grabbed my wheelchair and just pushed me really fast. He's like, and then I fell out of it, and I couldn't get up, and I was, like, trapped under it. And the, it's so hot in Vegas that my skin was burning on the asphalt. And he said I was just screaming for help. And someone saw me from their balcony and just didn't do anything. And he's like, I was stuck for hours before anyone found me just burning. Oh, crap. And so, like, obvi- like you don't want to hear that. And, like, right, he would, yeah. I'd, he'd be like, so what are you doing? I'm like, nothing, just showered, just going to go to bed. And he's like, damn, you are so lucky. And, like, that just, like, sucks to hear. Like, you forget that, like, just showering yeah. and going to bed is lucky. And, like, he's just trying to park his wheelchair to sleep somewhere. So it was just, like, too much. And, like, who knows if that's even fucking true. Right, yeah, because you could have hallucinated the whole thing. <laughs> right, like, now I'm crying and stressing and not wanting to sleep over something that's like, could be completely made up. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I just can't do this. And I just kind of stopped answering his phone calls, and he would leave me, like, long voicemails, and it just got, like, obsessive on both ends. And I finally just tried to stop, and then he was like, I've been contemplating suicide. I'm out here alone. Oh like <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning more on the to do it side. Like, I mean, what do you think? Like I have my body's falling apart. I have no friends out here. I have no family out here. My mom and my sister don't give a fuck about me. Kyle, his other, his like only friend, like is using again. So like, I don't want to talk to him. Like I literally have no one. You're the only person I have. And now you don't even want to talk to me. Like, fuck it. And I just was like, Tyler, I cannot do this. Like, I've done this for years and years and years. And, like, I can't. It's not my place. It's not. I Like, I don't know what the fuck to say to you. Right. And he was just like, all right, Ray, this is totally not like you. Like, something's going on. But just know, like, I've loved you even through death. 
And that was the last message that he sent to me. And I'm like, okay, like, he's probably going to do it. Like, I would probably do it if I was in that situation. Like, that's a shitty situation. How do you talk someone out of that? I mean, it's it's probably the closest to rock bottom anyone ever gets. <laughs> right. So, like, I feel like, yeah. What am I <laughs> like, legitimately. To say? I mean, so, I mean, I don't even know to be on the receiving end of that. And then, like, just for him to be put through that and you being like the, you know, one degree separation yeah. as like a just observing this spiral basically. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. Like that's just, it's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> to, well, to say the least. <laughs> that's what I thought. And then I'm like freaking out at night. Like he's probably going to do it, whatever. I wake up and I go on Facebook and he's tagged in photos in a hospital bed with a girl and the girl's smiling Captions like, I'm so lucky, my boyfriend, I love him so much. A girl had flown out from Chicago. They started dating, like, a very young girl, too. I think she's maybe 18, 19. What? Flown out from Chicago to Vegas, staying with him in the hospital. And you're going to tell me you're going to kill yourself and you're alone, and I'm the only one you have, and you've loved me even through death, when you're laying next to a girl, and you have someone, so you're just doing that just to fuck with me. I haven't spoken to him since, because that's, like, too much. No. Sounds like he was just trying to find <laughs> someone that would be there. Yeah, but it's like, then how about the girl next to you? Right. Laying yeah. next to you with, like, no leg in your hospital bed. And saying all those <laughs> super positive things. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, like, I wonder if she knows that he doesn't have a leg. Like, what if he's just been under that hospital blanket for the whole time <laughs> they've been there? Like, <laughs> And she goes to lift it up. He's like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Leave it. Yeah. Do not. Touch that. Like, I don't know. Like, he's so crazy. Literally Man. anything is possible. Man. They're crazy. Like, I don't even know how to, like, comprehend this story <laughs> right now. It's just That's why I'm like, it's kind of a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot, but it's not like it's, like, crazy. Cra- like, it's not like a war story crazy, but it's still crazy from, you know, most of the time you hear these kind of stories by, like, a family member or someone who's... um like after the fact, like they mm-hmm. go through this thing and then they fix themselves and then they're like, yeah, this is what I was, you know? Yeah. But this is like an ongoing thing. Yeah. Right now he's in prison. Oh my God. He has another girlfriend. I like to stalk her on Facebook. It's not healthy. <laughs> it's not healthy. It's not healthy at all, but I love it. My sister loves it. My friends love it. It's like, <laughs> like a, at Thanksgiving dinner, he's like, all right, we're going <laughs> to, let's, let's, let's get our yearly update. <laughs> like... But honestly, I'm grateful for her. Like, that day that I woke up and I saw that the girl was in his hospital bed, 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 uh-uh. <laughs> no, I had never felt better. Like, I was, like, so relieved like, right. that someone else had this problem. Because it's it takes the weight off your shoulders because now, at least hopefully, he should stop contacting you. No. No? No, no such luck? He, no such luck. <laughs> he, he pops up every once in a while. I think only a couple times, but one of them, he... Like, called me from, I think the girl that he's with now, I think it was, like, her Gmail account or something. It, like, popped up on my phone, and I was, like, at my friend's house, and I was, like, what the hell is this? And he right. was, like, answer it. So I answered it, and he was just, like, I just hear his voice, what the fuck, Ray? And I was, like, oh, God. That's a nice high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I just, like, started laughing, and he was, like, why the fuck are you laughing? And I'm, like, because this is crazy. Like, I can't do this. And he, he just, like, started going off and being really, like, abrasive and loud and aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And I hung up the phone. 
He texted yeah. me one more time from her number or something and said, hey, this is my new phone. I don't know what happened between us, but you're still my best friend. Like, you're on your girlfriend's phone. Like, I'm not trying to get beat up. Like, <laughs> leave me out of it. Jeez. So, but she seems to really love him. And that's great. But what the fuck? The only guy I know that can have no legs, be in prison, and still get multiple girls. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's... It's every time I hear this story, I just think of like, I don't know, like I've never known someone who was like homeless or going through that. Like you obviously know, you know, it's there. So like you go to the city and you see all these people and you pass them, you know, and sometimes you like you help them out and sometimes you don't, whatever. But like, I don't know how often people actually think about like the story behind it. Yeah. Like what got them there and to like hear that and then see like the the effects it had on someone who was. Like, on the opposite end, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, dealt with it. That's yes. why, for a while, I had major beef with homeless people. Like, I hated homeless people for a while. And everyone thought I was such a bitch for it, beat up. But I was like, yeah. in my head, I'm like, they've all probably had a million chances. They've all probably hurt their family a million times. Like, mm-hmm. and they're just selfish. And I would always just be, I would be so mad at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. what's such a weird thing to be mad at? Right. But I was just like, yeah. You've probably hurt so many people. Like, not not many people have a story of, like, um, I feel like if you're on the street like that, like, what are the chances that you just, everyone just cut you out of their life like that or you chose that or whatever? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I just felt, like, so jaded. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, most people, I think, do have that kind of, you know, chip on their shoulder about it because of the just I mean there's a stigma behind it where people assume that it's their fault they're in that situation right. I mean in your situation obviously different than the most because yeah. we, you have a, a direct link to someone and you saw the slow decline through this whole story that you just shared and it's I don't know it's very different because it's the I mean unfortunately like you said there's really only one way this goes unless he finds help in some way. Yeah. Um, either he lives his life in prison or unfortunately he probably ODs on something. Um, and it's a super uh, different story. And I mean, me and Jordan have talked about heavy things like that on this show before mm-hmm. um, and like exercising empathy. But the picture you just painted is not something that is easy to understand where the empathy lies mm-hmm. in that situation. Mm-hmm. Since, he had people in his life, you included, yeah. that would have helped him through these things. Like, the story started with rehab, um, and that part of it was maybe the first 10 seconds of it, and <laughs> after that, it just went, like, like, seri- like seriously, it, yeah. that whole part of it of, like, yeah, I'm going to try and, you know, get help before it's bad, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I don't really care about help anymore, I just want to yeah, continue using. Well... There was a Chicago street photographer that started photographing him. And in some of the articles, it says, like, I don't care about, like, regular life. Like, regular human life doesn't excite me. Like, it's not for me. And it's just kind of like, what the hell goes on in your mind? Like, and I know him so well. Well, at least I think I do. But, like, I don't know what the fuck, like, actually, like, 
it's just weird to think like he has a totally different who I'm presented with, like who I know him as is probably just one of a hundred personalities that like he has out there. Weird. Um, was he using when you met him? Do you know? Um, no, because he told me one day that he wanted to try it. And he was like, would you break up with me if I tried heroin? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, why? I'm like, I don't remember my exact answer, but probably along the lines of like, um, cause it's that's horribly up. addictive. Like, yeah. what? It'll fuck your shit up more or less. <laughs> um, because in 10 years I'm going to be crying because you have no legs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, so I remember he said he wanted to try it and he said he just wanted to try every drug once. And that was his goal at like 18. That's a really weird goal. So he's always been kind of weird. Like it wasn't this perfect story of like this all-star athlete that like went off board. Like he's yeah. always been a little weird, but I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, I wonder what, cause something you said was kind of interesting how you said in the, in the article, the book where he was like normal life bores me or something. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, cause like I kind of have that same thought, but like not, to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. you know, do some heroin, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't want to have a boring <laughs> life. So like, not to that extent, but like normal life in the sense where it's like, yeah, like I don't want to just get a regular nine to five and just, you know, like yeah. in that sense, right? <clears throat> and so like, I'm my point. I wonder where, like, what were his ambitions before? Like, do you yeah. know that? Did he ever talk music. about stuff like music? He was a really good musician. I thought, I mean, of course, I was, like, so obsessed. Yeah, Yeah. he, like, I've memorized every move he's ever made, every imperfection on his body. Like, I have studied him all the time. So, like, of course, I was obsessed with anything that he did. Yeah. But, like, on the outside of that, like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a delusion, and I think he was really talented. Mm. Um, Yeah. And that's what he loved, (laughs) and he was good at it. So that's what he wanted to do. I mean, it's... there. When you start using things like that, especially with whatever happened, um, it's it's hard to say, you know, there's like a him before drugs and like a him after drugs kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever it was doing to his brain that whole period of time is obviously part of what happened. And I mean, outside of that, the whole infection and amputation part of it is a whole different scenario. I mean, that can yeah. be one of a hundred reasons you don't know the specifics of <laughs> yeah. why those things, why did that even occurred? <laughs> right. You know, that that's pretty aggressive, whatever he got for, to lead to an amputation basically. Yeah. Well, that's the scary part too, is in one of his doctor visits, the doctor said like, are you using drugs or something yeah. like of that sort? And he, he was obviously like, lied. He, well, he was like, yeah, I smoke. He kept lying to the doctor. Like he kept saying random shit. Like, the doctor would be like, do you have this? And he'd be like, yeah. And then he's like, no. Like, you can't lie to your doctor like that. Like, <laughs> They're going to find it at some yeah, point. Yeah, like he yeah. kept saying like all these things. like, ba- And I was just like, I, what is happening right now? Like, yeah. I, that's insane. And then he said, like, I do smoke weed. And the doctor was like, okay, that's fine. But yeah. the other things that you're doing, and like gave him a look and was like, needs to stop. And if you do stop, you will, you can keep your leg. Like, you can recover from this. This isn't, uh, like, necessarily going to be a bad ending. Like, just Mm -hmm. stay clean. Yeah. He was like, yeah, for sure. Like, no doubt. And then I think it was, like, he wasn't taking, once he became homeless again, he wasn't taking care of his stitches and his wounds. Yeah. So it just got too out of control. 
I don't know what happened to the other leg. Yeah. At all. You only know the one, right? <laughs> yeah. And his arm, like his hand, like it was his whole left side. I yeah. guess he says that he just fell asleep, but like, I guess he overdosed and was like was in one say, position for too long. That sounds like something where you like shut your body down yeah. and have some sort of seizure or something like that. And Yeah. It was called compartment syndrome. So I guess most people get it like if it's like a car accident or something of where like your circulation gets cut off. Hmm. So I guess he was just like in a weird position. And possibly cut off circulation or something. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. He had, like, 15 staples in his, like, ass and back. <laughs> his leg was all fucked. His hand was all stitched and stapled. Man. But, like, he could have gotten... But, like, that's a low point you think you would be like, okay... Something needs to change, right? right. And Instead then the of... one leg, he'd be like, okay, maybe it needs to change. Then the other leg... Yeah. Like, what are you doing? That's crazy. So, kind of turning this back onto you, like, how are you dealing with this story now obviously you're able to tell it yeah <laughs> in some form mm-hmm. which is part of probably part of the process <laughs> yeah I feel like I got kind of cold to it because I didn't think about it for a long time and I just mm-hmm. kind of was like he has wronged me so many times and that last one was just so dirty to me that like I was just like so pissed that yeah. I'm like fuck that guy and then recently I've been talking about it more and going back into it more and I'm like fuck, I think I'm not as okay as I thought I was. Like, it's easy to not think about it and just be like, fuck that. But when I have to go back and think about it, I'm like, that does kind of suck. But it's not, like, daily where it, like, really affects me. But it's, like, still just shitty. Yeah. If there was something I could do, obviously, like, that would be one of my biggest things I wish I could do is, like, help him. Right. Relieve any stress from him. Yeah, where you could... Not changed something, but at least done more in yeah. some way. And I think I go back and forth of, like, was he a good guy that a shitty thing happened to? Or was he always just a shitty person that I was so blinded by? And he's just doing shitty things to everyone all the time. And I'm just like, oh, I liked him when I was 16, so I'll always love him. Like, get a grip yeah. on reality. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like the easy, naive answer to, to say, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where you could over... Where the romanticized, yeah, like yeah. the romanticized yeah. view of it, where you're just you've just remember this person for what they were, mm-hmm. or your, you know, the first impression that you got, and so you just yeah. can't get that impression out, no matter how bad it gets on the surface. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you've ever had your heart broken, like you just think back to all the good times, like yeah, oh my god, we were perfect together. Like if we didn't break up, like that was the one. And you think about it, and you're like, no, we fought all the time, and, like, he wasn't good to me, and, like, right. that person wasn't really all that. But, like, once you don't, once something's taken away from you, you're just like, oh, my God, that was the best thing ever, and I lost it. Right. Because right. the brain likes comfort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really does. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like it's that you, I don't know, something like that, again, it's like you don't really... To see someone hit rock bottom like that and then you on the other end kind of in that time like seeing that happen mm-hmm. and being like doing what you were trying to do like what was best for him and like just being even just being there for him you yeah. know, at a certain point like that was you doing you know what you thought you needed to do for him you know what I mean so yeah. like anything past that it's like you can't like expose yourself to more 
stress and things like that yeah. on someone else's behalf. Like, I feel like you did all you could. And it was like, now it's, I mean, it's obviously unfortunate. Yeah. And it's like, words are easier <clears throat> to say than actions. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes it's like, did I do all that I could do? Like, I feel like I paint myself as like the princess in the story. Like, it was a beautiful thing. And then like, he ruined it. But like, I wasn't healthy. Like, I didn't have healthy habits. Like, mm. I wasn't comfortable with myself. Like, I was a dramatic, hormonal teenage girl that said <laughs> shitty things to him and wasn't perfect by any means. So like... Mm-hmm. I feel like I never wanted to come off as like, obviously, like I don't do bad things to people, and I always try to like, like yeah. be a good person. But like, and he's kind of done some shitty things and whatever. But I wasn't perfect either, and like, it wasn't all one sided. Of like, he just did mm-hmm. all these shitty things, and I'm like, oh, the I did everything I could. I just loved yeah. you with all my heart, and never did a bad thing to you. <laughs> like, I, I mean, did some crazy shit too. I feel like it's hard to say because. I mean, what the hell do you really know at <laughs> right. 14, 15, 16, yeah. like before you're able to have a job and your own money? Like, right. you, how are you going to like stop someone from using heroin or if they, especially if they're lying to you? Right. Or they just don't tell you. And, you know, it's it would be easy to blame yourself <laughs> yeah. and say you should have done more. You should have known or should have, you know, should have something. Right. Especially the blame. when other people are blaming you, too. Like there was times when his mom called me and was like, just stop talking to him just get out of his life like mm-hmm. you're a trigger just stop and i would be like wow. well you're actually a trigger mom like uh you raised him you know like mm-hmm. what am i like well, well how can you put that on me i'm a 16 year old girl like geez that's you, that's just as heavy to deal yeah. with a and mom who's blaming i mean we were pretty close and she did that once and it's like if your son is going through that i can only imagine if someone you care about is going right, through that yeah. and then there's this girl in his life like mm-hmm you suck and like you're a piece of shit for breaking my heart it'd just be like fuck off all right like we're dealing with some shit you fuck off for now yeah yeah i could see that so i don't blame her for that but he would say it too like i think of you when i put a needle in my arm because you're such a bitch and i'd be like so it wasn't just me thinking like i should have been better it was them telling me like you should have been better so it was just like but i had this great support system of like my mom and my family being like fuck them <laughs> like you're fine like you're doing great you're doing great sweetie like <laughs> yeah i feel like there's no right answer there really, like really i mean there's a hundred different answers or things you should have done right <laughs> yeah. or whatever but i mean this is the kind of thing that honestly it could have gone the other way for you where you could have been there right along with him right getting right. wrapped into that exactly. and you know you wind up on the street and disowned by your own family right. Yeah, you know, kind of like a Romeo and Juliet story with drugs. Yeah, my sister. (laughs) Yeah, my sister says that she's like, you know, I'm actually really thankful for one thing of that old piece of shit. Like (laughs) he did a lot of bad things, but he never wanted you to do it, and that that's I'm very grateful because he's like, she's like, she he could have easily like you would have done anything for him. Like he, I'm not. She's like, I'm not saying you would have done it, but like, what if he like. I used to like do Adderall and yeah. other stuff. Like what if he crushed up a pill or crushed it up and just said like, Oh, this is just Adderall. And I snorted it like, yeah. Or, you know, it could have been a million things. And she's like, but he never wanted you to touch it. Like that was like one of his big things was like, you better not ever fucking do it. And like if we would talk on the phone and I said that I like did ecstasy or I've been drinking too much. He'd be yeah. like, get your shit together. Like don't fucking do this. Like That's you're smarter so- than that. 
Yeah. That's such a complicated... <laughs> I don't even... Yeah. How do you go from one side, like, I'm just going to do heroin and be homeless, and mm. then tell someone and be like, <laughs> get your shit together, you're better than this. <laughs> right. But then it's like, damn, if he's telling me I got to do better, bitch, do better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's because people are inherently good. Like, I feel like there yeah. isn't... Like, no one's just like... Like, born, I feel like people, you're not born evil. Right. Like, you be, like become that. Not saying he's necessarily evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But, like, you don't... Like, no one is just, like, so malicious at the right. start. Like, that kind of... Mm-hmm. you. It's almost like it's taught, right? Yeah. Like, you kind of learn... It's a slow march. Kinda, yeah. Like, you know, one action on the, yeah. you know, the edge of morality. Right. It's <laughs> like a whole bunch of indirect things that happen that make someone turn to be a malicious person. Where, like... And that instance where he's like, no, like... Yeah. yeah, like, I'm not going to involve you with that. I feel like when he was in his curiosity phase and he's like, I just want to try all this stuff. Like, he may have had, you know, like, a light turn on his head. He's like, oh, damn, this is fuck. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's like, I fucked up. Yeah. But, like, his mentality, because I was reading up on it, and I'll we'll get into that further, where, like, how I'm at all involved in this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, <laughs> so I was reading up on it, Um, actually, not yesterday, but two days ago. They were saying... This thing I was reading, or maybe it was in this. It might have been in this article, actually. Um, Name the title of the... It's, um, how do you so pronounce that? Gravis? Gravis? Um, I can't, I wouldn't know. <laughs> sorry. G- sorry. It's G- by Gravis. Gravis, I, I think so. Say. G-R-A-V-I-S, for those listening. Documenting the human experience against doctor's orders, heroin addiction, God bless my addiction. Um, this is actually the second part. This is the first part. So it's a continuum about um, Tyler... And kind of what he was going through when he was already immersed in it. So it's kind of like after or maybe like even in the middle mm-hmm. like of when you were involved and stuff like that. Like the stuff you didn't see. Someone else was there like, this is what it's like. Like I was just legitimately thinking about what it was his perspective on this right. stuff. <laughs> right. And it's, it's interesting. and um, To get like this full painted picture. That's what else is interesting is to me like who... Like I said earlier, like he still wants to have a sense of pride. Like when when I saw him in Vegas, his hair mm-hmm. was really long and unkept. And um, I went to go get the beers, and my mom stayed with him. And she said, as soon as I walked away, he pulled he went in his backpack and he pulled out a brush and he brushed his hair and he tied it back in a little bun, man bun in the back of his head. And, and she was like, he's on the street, homeless, all these things going on, to- but he brushed his hair for you. Like mm-hmm. that's. I mean, have you ever ran into an ex before? And you're just like, shit, let me just, you know, like, just, you know. I guess that never good. goes away no matter yeah. where the I fuck mean, you are. there's just some people that just, you there's just something about them that you, they, yeah. make you, they make you want to be better. So if I, that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think whenever he talks to me, it's like, oh, yeah, um, like, there's times where he'll be real with me, but for the most part, he'll be like, yeah, I got a room, I'm renting a room, I'm doing this, yeah. I'm doing that, I'm getting better, I haven't used in in six months but then it's like he used yesterday, right? Then it's like you, you <laughs> go to these documentaries and and read about it, and it's like, yeah, I use every forty five minutes. I spend a hundred dollars a day. I do. I, that's not exact he, stuff. I'm making it up. But I was just say, but how does he pay for this stuff if he's homeless? Begging. So the the stereotype. Yeah, same way he manipulates me. He's manipulated probably half of Chicago of getting money. I mean, he's like a. He could be kind of charming and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So where do you what? Okay, so I was actually having this conversation before. Where do you what do you think about like when someone that's homeless comes up and asks for money? Like, what is your 
thoughts on that? Because a lot of people differ. Some people say, I won't yeah. do it for this reason, or I will do it for this reason, or whatever. Um, I don't do it unless um, it's just like, I, I really don't do it <clears throat> at all anymore. Because um, I just feel like you're not doing, like, there's places to go and people you can talk to if you are actually looking for help. Yeah, right. it's like not the street for right. these things. Right. right, it's not begging on the street. I feel yeah. like I don't know. I feel like that's yeah. just not. I mean, where where I work, by like the main highway points, there's always at least a couple mm-hmm. in the area that always sit on the medians when I drive oh. there. You know, they, yeah. s- they sit right in the middle where the turning lane is, and they have their signs and stuff like that. And because I think a lot of people where we live, that we have a forest preserve, so they live there. Um, um Bussy. Yes, so they live in Bussy Woods. During, during the summers and things like that because yeah. they can just go hide wherever they want, basically. Mm-hmm. Scary. Right. I don't want to go there. Um, <laughs> just a bunch of homeless people. <laughs> no. They don't have vampires. They <laughs> Like, um, I, no, thank you. I don't know. It was, it was one moment. This is a kind of a funny story that you got brought that up. But, like, one day I was, you know, driving home from the gym or whatever, or from work to the gym. And I see this guy, you know, he, he probably looked around our age, 20s, early 20s or so, and he, you know, got these dirty clothes and things like that. Doesn't really look like your typical homeless kid. You're like, what the hell is he doing here? Mm-hmm. You know? And I, and I kind of like, what it caused me to think about is like, wh- how much of my life did I have the ability, like the choice like the choices I made that put me in the situations I am right now, you know, I have a good car, I have a job already. I have a, you know, all of these things that are like really positive that were started not by myself, but because of where my parents chose to live. And then the indirect choices that my parents made by putting us in certain schools and certain situations. And then that just compounds. Yeah. It just compounds itself. And then all of a sudden you wind up in this, you know, positive place and you're kind of like, Everything just works, and you're just like, this is great, right. you know, and then you somehow you spend a lot of money, and then you have podcasting equipment, and things like that, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I'm really sheltered kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, I just kind of went down the rabbit hole of thinking about, you know, how do things go sideways, Yeah, you know, with the opposite end of that spectrum, and it's such a strange thing, because the, the control part of it. Yeah, I always wanted that too, like nature versus nurture. Like, yeah, exactly. What are you, what could have changed that? Is there anything, like, I feel like from the start, was he just, like, fucked? Like, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of things with his childhood and, like, I was going to say, there's got to be something with upbringing or something that. He was probably more predisposed, right, for yeah. sure. To something. Yeah. To at least addictive personality, something or another. Yeah. You know, where I he's... Like, just, yeah, he struggles with mental health, like... Right. Um, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I spend a lot of time inadvertently reading about psychology and anxiety, depression, and mental illness, broadly speaking. So as soon as I hear stories like this, I'm just like, hmm, I wonder what else happened. Like, mm-hmm. and I mean by what happened is like what happened when he was growing up at like, you know, three, four, five, six, yeah. seven, stuff like that. Yeah. Really early on that maybe he doesn't even remember. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> that too. And I don't want to 
tell that part that I don't know that I was only told, you know, like, yeah, right. I, you don't want to tell it. Third yeah. Hand, like I, I know what I experienced with him, but as far yeah. as that goes, like I'm sure that it wasn't the like healthiest way for a kid to grow up. But. Right. Cause those things weigh on people. And unfortunately those things don't get solved by going to drugs. Yeah. Those things only happen through facing them very painfully yeah. <laughs> through a lot, many years of, I mean, formally it's called therapy, <laughs> but you have to go inside of that deep, dark thing <laughs> and confront it. His sister ended up doing it too, doing heroin. Um, oh my God. Cause his sister did everything that he did from like the start, like the start, like when they were babies, like she always wanted to be like him. Like they had the same hairstyle. Like they had the same piercings. Like if he pierced his lip, she pierced her lip. They're like twins. She was like, um, I think maybe a year younger, like okay. a year and a so half So they're younger. close enough in age that they could basically be like best yeah. friends. And actually, she even dated his ex-girlfriend. Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's like, this story is like an onion. Yes. And it just. <laughs> it's like layers, yeah. There's yeah. so many layers. A girl that he dated was into girls and guys. And after they broke up. His sister got in on that and it was, it would be so weird. Like then like she used to be there with him and at the house, you know, and then she would come over to see her and I don't, I don't know the inside of that that? one that was before me that happened before me, (laughs) but um, I do know that that did happen. Weird. So she wanted to be just like him (laughs) and she really followed in his, I don't want to say footsteps, but footsteps. that is so spooky. Now, did she turn it around? Or um, is she still? I don't know. She ended up going to prison for a couple of years. I don't want to talk about that either because I don't know if that's still going on or what even happened right. with that. Just but, cursory. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she, I don't, I think she's still like on probation or something. Um, she has a kid. I don't know if she has custody of the kid or not. I think it goes, yeah. the son goes back and forth with its dad, with it, sorry, his dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't really know. I think she's functioning. I think she is um, doing better off than him, but I don't know. She's not like my idea of success, a success story in any yeah. means, but yeah. I think she's all right. Yeah, it's. It's so heavy. So I guess now's a good point to bring this up. So, yeah. Um, so me and Rachel, I said this earlier, met at Pollyanna where we work. Um, I don't even know how this came up in conversation. Oh, I told um, Alex one night. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I wasn't even there. And mm-hmm. Alex, so this is okay. So my dad had um, gotten in pretty minor medium <laughs> whatever accident yeah um oh yeah you told you'd mentioned about that yeah so i had to go help him out so i was i was just staying over at his house to make sure he was like oh cool and stuff make sure nothing happened you know what i mean like he wasn't visibly hurt but yeah. like miss make you know you yeah. just want to be careful right. and stuff like that whatever um but i was there and so alex and rachel and whoever else was there i don't remember we're hanging out and alex tech calls me and we're talking <laughs> And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> she's like, you just won't believe this. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, it's like 3 a.m., so I'm like tired. And I'm like, what? You're like half asleep? Yeah, and she like tells me a story, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, 
Like literally in my head, I was like, that sounds like a movie. That <laughs> like, sounds like Rachel is a liar. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just, I'm like, that's a lot to go through. You know what I mean? And like, I'm still processing. Right? Just <laughs> it's, and I was just like, that's heavy. Is like, I feel like the best adjective to just put on this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like that, there's just weight to it. Yeah, it's like that's that's so much into like, like we're all young here. It's not like you know what I mean. It's not like we've lived our lives and we're like, I mean you're always growing, but it's not like we're fully matured. Right. So I'm like to be going through that. And then even younger than we are now, I'm like, that is just, I don't even like, I was stupid as shit. You know what I mean? So like, I mean, dude, we were like trying to figure out where to smoke cigars in the forest. I'm so, like, you know, like it was weed. We'd like hide in the forest and like pass around the freaking black and mild. And, and we'd hear like a twig step. Yeah. And like, we'd be like oh shit, they're going to get us. I was like, dude, it's a, if a cop saw us, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, like, Go back like, home. Like, like stupid. And like, that was what I was dealing with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, just to like put it in perspective, it's like, I don't know how I would have handled that. So like, that's right. what I was thinking when she was telling me that. And I'm like, that just is a lot. Super. Um, so then, um, you know, days later or whatever, maybe the following week, I talked to Rachel, talked to you about it. And you were like, yeah, like I wanted to, you know, make this into a story. Weirdly enough, I had just gotten into screenwriting, you know. And as, just, as everyone on the show knows. Right, and it keeps coming up. Sorry, but <laughs> it's just it is what it is. <laughs> but, I mean, it was like it was like I was just getting into that when I found this out. Right. And so the timing was like. Couldn't be better. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's a weird coincidence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I only worked at Pollyanna because Alex got hired there. And I only met Rachel because I worked at Pollyanna and vice versa. So this is a really weird yeah. coincidence. And so, um you know, we got to talking and we agreed that we're going to work together and kind of try to make this into, um, make this into something. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's interesting to like, think about those things that, you know, being in this sheltered environment. Yeah. Like being raised in the suburbs and stuff, like you really don't think about that stuff to this depth and then to like, Try to think, to, I mean, even think that someone, you know, one degree separation, you're sitting across the table <laughs> right. and that you would be going through the story. And Well, that's the thing that was hard, too. It's like, it's not like I grew up in this, like, crazy lifestyle. Like, right. I was pretty like sheltered, too. Yeah, poverty like, or... I lived in the suburbs. I So it's like, who do you talk to? Like, my friends are like, oh, my God, Steph didn't let me sit at the table at lunch. And I'm just sitting there like... <laughs> Um, I think Tyler's gonna die tomorrow. Like, like I can't. You're like my boyfriend does drugs. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, I have seen and like no one wants to hear about it. It went through a time of like, I would just like break down crying all the time and like yeah. I was just so obsessed with him and all I would talk about like everything. Like if I saw something that was like green, I'd be like green. One time Tyler wore a green shirt and that night we went and it's just like, okay, dude, calm down. Like (laughs) everyone was so sick of hearing me say his name and talking about him that like, it became like, I can't talk about it because everyone's so annoyed with me. And even my best friends were like like, brainwashed in some way where you're just like always thinking about it and always just trying to, I don't know, connect everything back to it Mm -hmm. in some way. Sickly obsessed, yeah. And everyone just got... No one could relate. I remember one time I was driving with uh, my friend, and I think we saw a homeless person, and I was like, God, that just sucks. Like, it just, like, is so shitty and blah, blah, blah. And she was just like, why the fuck do you care so much? Like, he's a shitty person. Like, everything makes you think of him. Like, 
if if my dad was homeless, like, I wouldn't care because, like, he got himself in that situation. Like, if Tyler did, if my dad did the stuff that Tyler did and, like, he was a shitty person like that, I would just let it go. Like, just let it go. And it's like, oh, would you? Because you have no fucking idea. So, like, don't speak on that. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems a little extreme. So that's, that's what harsh. I was dealing with. That's Very what the people harsh. around me were just, like, they had no idea. So they were just, like, get over it. Like, he's a loser. Yeah. And it's just, like, easy to say, but... Not easy to do. It's. I mean, it's so easy to write someone off, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you can look someone and be like, wow, look at what they've accomplished in the negative spectrum. Yeah. And just be like, they're never going to get better. They put themselves in that situation, you know, hand wave them away. Yeah. You know, don't cut them any slack. Like, they're not worth my time. It's so easy to do that. And I think people need to realize, like, I was... I think about all the time now is like the best way you can kind of realize that like what you were saying Jordan early about um, people are not inherently evil or bad or whatever. Mm -hmm. We're all born babies. Like legitimately. <laughs> like we're all babies. That's my favorite. Speak That's going to be yourself. my bio. My <laughs> did, what, did you come out like Benjamin Button? <laughs> yeah, I was a grown ass man. <laughs> we're all born babies. Like we, 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 you come out and you're crying and you need your mom to take care of you and yeah. like you don't right you know you're everyone was a baby once and you don't have again speak for yourself <laughs> I, I skipped that part <laughs> you want a baby Jordan mm. you no. just give up I was I've been 21 for like 30 years <laughs> it's weird I'm over it <laughs> you're over it I'm over it man so I, I don't know it's just so crazy to me that you people had just have such a lack of empathy to yeah. just write someone off, just wholesale, just be like, they don't know anything about who they were or yeah. are or what put them in that situation. And they just say, nah. I've had a lot of people, not a lot, <laughs> um, some people that were close to me during that time and that were my same age that totally were cold to the situation mm -hmm. and, like, did not care. Yeah. As we get older, that was happening you know, when I, we were, like, 15. Yeah, right. As we get older, a couple of them have said to me, like, hey, I'm really sorry that I wow. was like that after they have their own experiences of, even on a way, way smaller scale. Like, right. I had <laughs> Go a through a bad breakup or something. <laughs> right, right. No. And then they kind of reach out and say, like, <laughs> which is really nice because it's just, like, okay, maybe I wasn't <laughs> as crazy and annoying. Because it was, like, I'm painted out to be this, like, crazy and annoying, obsessive person. Like, right. And it's like, maybe I wasn't, maybe I was just really just a girl going through some shit and didn't know who to talk to. And they kind of yeah. reached out and were like, yeah, sorry that we kind of all just. I mean, it causes off. you to like grow up a yeah. lot yeah. faster. That's Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, you were forced <laughs> to mature at a younger age. Like I was saying, how us mm -hmm. and, you know, we weren't that far apart. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. You were just a couple towns over. And yeah. we're over here smoking black and miles in the forest. You know, <laughs> like, and like, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just, you were for, forced to mature faster. So those people around it were just like, yeah, yeah, man, like, you know, right. whatever they were worried about, whatever it was. Um, and so they just couldn't grasp it. And you're like, no, this is like bigger than that. Like, yeah. you're looking at, like, when you're that young, you're selfish. You know what I'm saying? For sure. It's like, it's almost rightfully so. Cause right. like, I mean, what do you have to worry about at 15, 16? Exactly. Like you said, the, the lunch mm -hmm. table, what, 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 what video games are going to play after school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's why like sports. Yeah. And that's <laughs> like when, when you're that young, you always like class with your parents, you know what I mean? Cause you're so focused on yourself and they're like, dude, you're stupid. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, because they just want to throw that. you through a wall because you're yeah. like, think about the bigger picture here, and you're like, I'm thinking about what I'm having for lunch. Right. You know, <laughs> like, where the party at? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's right. Like, it's so different. And so, having to go through that, and like, especially, you know, you being with someone at that young age, 
you know, whenever anyone has had their, like, a relationship at a young age that was serious, mm-hmm. it's not, like, light. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, your first real relationship is never light. Yeah, it's never just right, like, oh, right. whatever, I'm over it. Like, no, you're not, dude. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? It like, destroys your whole world and yeah. you're like, well, who am I anymore? <laughs> yeah, you yes. have to... Your identity becomes wrapped up within that person, so you kind of question whether or not you can function right. without said personal connection. Right. I can't think of one person that had a clean, just, like, over when it was their, like, first real relationship. Yeah. Like, it's just like, right. oh, no, we're just done. No, you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just everyone knows it. Yeah, and no matter how much of a straight face you have when you say it, people yeah. can sense. Yeah, yeah, it stings, and it's like it, right, it, it's not weird to think that. You know what I mean? Like it's very understandable. It's like yeah, dude, like that's a big thing. So then at that age, all this other stuff is thrown in. You know what I mean? It's just it's a crazy dynamic. It throws it on top of the fire, so to speak. Yeah. Like it just makes it into this giant. Yeah, and like it shows literally that the fact like all these years later now people are like hey mm-hmm. sorry now it's like oh they hit that maturity <laughs> yeah. that you were forced to go through then i mean it, it's analogous to like going through like you know people being sent to war at 18 and then coming back yeah. home and they're like yeah i don't really care about yeah. normal life anymore <laughs> yeah. right there's a reason he says normal life doesn't seem all that interesting to him because yeah. when you have you know when you have life or death you know you've already lost two limbs or whatever and you're, you're basically don't know what what it's even like to function normally because you've never had a job really yeah like you just don't know how to reintegrate in any way and um to me one of the things that i think about was um my thought just disappeared (laughs) (laughs) one of the things i think about it is just like i have no idea (laughs) it just went away just escaped (laughs) lost um fuck <laughs> there was gonna be a good point to make there, and now it's gone. Maybe I'll remember. What were we talking about? Um, Just like uh, <laughs> maturity. All of our thoughts. It was like maturity, yeah. basically. Yeah, I mean, it's. I just keep thinking back to like how I would have dealt with that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's easy to look at stuff in hindsight, of course, and look at stuff and be like, "Oh, like this should have been done." And that's what I was getting to earlier, where it's like, I feel like don't necessarily. Like, and I'm not a doctor. You know, none I mean? of us this, are doctors. Yeah, but this is all. I am. <laughs> that it doesn't make it part. any less right. Rachel's a doctor. Actually. Oh yeah, Doctor Rachel yeah. or Doctor Robert. <laughs> doctor Robert. Yeah, she's a doctor at 17. Like, just shit. my real success story over here. <laughs> I'm not a hairstylist, actually. <laughs> she lied. <laughs> um, but no, like we're all. This sound is terrible. No, it's a beer. It's great. <laughs> it's the best sound to have. We should um, just do ASMR recordings of just pouring beer. <laughs> I just found out what that is. It's creepy as hell. And what? Wait, what is it? I thought it was something different. What is it? ASMR is like the way you like whisper into the microphone. Or you do like... Ew, what the fuck? I don't that's like the it. thing. It's, yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> and people like, like it a lot, right? It's supposed to be like soothing and put you in like trance states, it supposedly. Freaks it freaks me out too. Just like, um, have you seen, this is way off, but those videos on Instagram, it's just like, oh, this is so satisfying. Like, I cannot watch those. Some are really satisfying. You feel that? No, like, like I just feel like it's like crystal healing to me. Yeah, there's (laughs) some that I'm like, damn. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like if I was doing it, it might be satisfying, but watching you carve soap doesn't (laughs) do anything for me. (laughs) It's just like when shit's so, like, precise and, like, you know what I mean? It just like kind of falls. Okay, so like I'm a, pisses me off because I'm not doing it. Yeah, I guess, but like <laughs> I'm the like I can like I don't know. So like 
at Pollyanna mm-hmm. when we're putting away the glasses, like, and like, you know, sorry, we have like the rows of glasses, right? I get so fucking annoyed when it's like four, 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 six, four, and I'm just like, Oof, this oh, that's move me. The, that is me. You know, it's not satisfying. So like, it's kind of like. No, I get that, but yeah. ASMR is completely different. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I get yeah, what you weird. guys are talking about, but what? No, it's totally <laughs> fucking different. Yeah. Oh, we're probably all like we we tangent. Yeah, off. we we got all fucked up. And <laughs> we might want to stop the recording if we're gonna change it that hard. <laughs> and end this, you know, heavy note before we get too lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So back to that. <laughs> Is there any other major points? Mm, probably a ton. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like obvi- so cold too. It's just like, what about that one time? Like, and it's like, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, this is almost like something you need to go into like a memory, like mm-hmm. trance state to kind yeah. of remember the feelings of certain things in the moment. Well, that's in what some I've way. been kind of doing working with Jordan on this thing. Like, I went back and I started a journal when mm-hmm. the, like August of 2009. And Dang. I started dating, or, you know, it would have been before that actually, because I, I started dating Tyler July of 2009. So it had to be before that. So before I even met Tyler. So, it, and I have written in it up until like, maybe I haven't written in it in like a year or two mm-hmm. maybe. And it's not every day, but it's like a good portion of like, you can see how I would be like, Tyler was supposed to call me when he got home from school. And yeah. That was supposed to be at three, but now it's five thirty-four, and he still hasn't called. So I called his house, and his mom says he wasn't home. So he's such a douchebag, right? And then it goes into like, "Fuck, I'm really scared about him." Then it will go into like, "Fuck, this sucks. I'm alone. This is the worst thing in the world. This is the worst thing I could have imagined." And it goes into the spiral. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm never gonna find someone again. Oh my god! To like, oh, this is all in one day. <laughs> Like, or hours? <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about over the years. Gotcha. Like, not- okay. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no delineation. I'm like, is that over one day? <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, that would be really crazy. I know. <laughs> and then it goes to, like, I'm, I might be okay to, like, I'm getting better to, like, I think I'm healed to, like, I'm not healed and I'm not over the... It just shows, yeah. like, my... Um, mature how I matured through it yeah. all, and it's kind of crazy to have my exact writing of like yeah, this right weird to kind of have your headspace yeah in moments and like the words I used like well King douche would call me back <laughs> like what I'm just imagining like if you were to like voice over these things and like re- read the diary journals uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. it'd yeah. be like a really cool way of doing this yeah because you could capture that like. Like some some stuff is just so embarrassing though. Like I mean, really it's not to use everything, but like, <laughs> it's just like I had fifteen beers uh, today. <laughs> all right, so let me. I'll I'll preface that. So she sent me most of these things for the screenplay, so I kind of had yeah. like context and stuff. Is that me? Me, sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, so I have context and stuff, and in one part of it. She just goes, yeah, so I had, like, 15 beers, and I've been drunk for, like, two hours, and I have to go to school. <laughs> or something like that. And I was just reading this, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, you had 15 beers, and you're only drunk for two hours. <laughs> and that's, like, the type of stuff that is so funny, because, like, I was telling them, like, 
I wasn't trying to be cool for anyone. Like, I'm writing to myself. So, like... Yeah, you didn't ever expect anyone... Or yeah. just to be useful in any yeah. other way. So, it's not like I was, like, trying to stunt on MySpace or AIM and be like, I had yeah. 15 beers. What'd you guys do today? Like, I was just talking to myself. So, yeah. like, that was, like, really what I thought. Like, I really thought I was putting down 15 beers. <laughs> like, I, I was probably just opening them and pouring them in the sink and opening one, taking a sip, throwing it, crushing it on my head. Like, who knows what I was doing? I'm just imagining you're like walking around your home and you just got like beer cans everywhere and you're just like, like yeah. she's like cool beer pour on your head <laughs> it's an inside literally. joke but we'll leave it yeah. at that oh literally like who knows what I was doing but like um, yeah it would be like we went to the quarry today which was some like these cliffs we would jump off into into the water okay it was like a place where people would practice like underwater rescue diving okay. things. Like there was like a school bus under yeah. there and like a helicopter. Whoa. What you cool. could see it because the water was so clear. That's and neat. That's there was cool. just these big cliffs that we I would just find jump this place off. Now. Yeah. I think it's in like Niles or something. It's got to be close. Yeah. It's definitely illegal in barbed wire, but yeah. uh, no trespassing. <laughs> no trespassing. <laughs> Young and reckless. <laughs> so it was like I went to the quarry today, have fifteen beers, jumped off like a sixty foot cliff, and just trying to party. But I got school tomorrow. It's like what? <laughs> Not even real sentences. <laughs> like I was like, she's so dope. Fuck. <laughs> Jordan's like, I wish I was that cool. Like now, I, even. I, I th- Jordan, I think we were trying to like not get humped by our friend's dog at the time. <laughs> just to put no, it in like, retrospect li- literally literally my friend's dog like sexually assaulted me like, first time we met him go ahead yeah so like we're in his backyard so this is just like as you're dealing with that this is what I'm dealing with right so just to put life in perspective so I'm in my friend's backyard he's got a pretty cool like backyard all this like nature on one yeah, side nature and it's, it's real cool right but he has this trampoline and everyone's chilling on the tra- I, I'm, I'm the guy who shows up late so everyone's already there t- chilling on the tramp <laughs> shut up so, <laughs> so <laughs> both of you guys so everyone's chilling on the trampoline and I show up right and I'm like yo what's up <laughs> and so I start like running to the trampoline oh, to go no. do my thing you know oh, what I mean no. and I'll hear <laughs> behind me and I'm like yo what the fuck I, I knew he had a dog but <laughs> shit <laughs> like hey my dog's outside thanks like let me know are you scared of dogs? I'm not but like I'm not just like, like you are no I'm, okay what if I was just like hey Rachel come on over and you walk inside all here's <laughs> you're like well, yeah. what the fuck is that behind me you know so I'm like what and I turn around and this dog is like mid no. <laughs> mid leap and like grabs my waist and pulls my pants down no <laughs> Did you see this? Yeah, I was I was on the trampoline. Yeah, my pants literally were like. And He's I was actually like, wearing pants like he was wearing. Oh, I was like sweatpants, and I was like, ah! I was like, what the fuck, Mike? Get your dog. <laughs> From like, that day, Spike and Jordan had a special relationship. Yeah, we got a lot. Yeah, Spike. He was Damn. Mm-hmm, spiked. He liked the um, <laughs> he liked the he liked the hump people like legitimately. Yeah. My he, dog was a pervert too. No. I get it. He's like, ooh, the dark meat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was like, gotta get me some of that. And he went for it. Do you um, spike? Yes. Um, so that's just what I was doing. <laughs> While you were down in 15 beers. I'm shotgunning beers and jumping off the cliff. Jordan's <laughs> yeah. so running from dogs. Been attacked by dogs <laughs> in the most peaceful way. It's like, all right, get off me. <laughs> and actually, Tyler was there that day, and all the rest of my guy friends would mm-hmm. jump off the cliff and then climb back up the cliff. Jesus Christ! They were athletic men. Tyler was just a little emo boy that played the guitar, so 
he was not climbing up that cliff. So he would swim all the way around, like, to land. Like, everyone else would just climb back up. And then the girls and Tyler would swim. <laughs> was it, like, a really high cliff? Like, was yeah. it really high? My friends just, like, estimated it at, like, there was, like, a 30-foot one and a 60-foot one. Jeez. And so, like... I'm hoping it's more like, you know, five foot and 15 foot <laughs> in real life. Yeah. I have pictures of it, actually. Um, I'm totally being silly, but it'd yeah, just be yeah. funny if you overestimate <laughs> I, yeah, it's... I mean, that's pretty intense. If you're free climbing 60 feet. Yeah. yeah. And sw- even swimming back to land and then climbing back, like hiking. Or yeah, whatever right. the fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't even Casual know. as hell. No big deal. Yeah. And it hurt, though. Jumping that, like... Yeah, I mean, the water's not going to be, like, soft, dropping yeah. that far. <laughs> it was, I don't know if I could do that today, just to jump off that. I don't know if I could either. <laughs> I don't... Because what if you, like, what if you misjudge the depth of the water? Like, even though you can see something. Well, that's what was scary, too. It's like, well, I'm jumping on top of a school bus. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like this. I mean, that's a good chance of getting something, <laughs> you know, cut and in heaven. Rust or whatever, yeah, yeah not not a not a smart situation in that <laughs> that whole deal right there. Whew. I bet I bet there's so much more we could go over in the story that just isn't yeah. isn't on top of brain right now. I know because we've went so far off. Yeah, but and it's still ongoing too, right? Like in its own sense. You yeah, know I mean? um, yeah. We'll definitely have to link to those articles in some way so people yeah. can. These are online too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first time. So Tyler told me that that happened. And he was yeah. like, yeah, some guy's been um, taking pictures of me. And he just gives me like 20 bucks and a Reese's and a Mountain Dew a, each time, like a day. And I just mm-hmm. let him take pictures. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'm like it's kind of all over the internet like it was on the discovery channel and like it's kind of getting popular and like i really hope i can do something like good with this like i can stop young kids from trying it and like if they see my story he's like i'm really like kind of excited about it and i was like oh what is it called and he was like i don't really want to tell you like i don't really really think you need to see that side of me and i was like just, Too late? Question yeah, mark. <laughs> right. I'm like, dude, just tell me. And he's like, no, maybe one day. And he actually doesn't know that I still to this day that I've ever seen it or found it. it. Hmm. Wow. I don't know. I just think that's such a, that's such a weird thing to not share. Well, it's pretty graphic in there. I mean, I, yeah. I bet. It's not like the first time I saw it. So I told my br- brother about it. And I was like, I've searched a million times and I can't find it. Yeah. And he was like, hold on. And he types it in. And one second later, he's like, hey, right. And I walk over and it's just this big photograph of him with a bunch of cords and blood all over him and hospital thing. Like, um, what what are those called? Ivies? Yeah. And I hate blood and I hate everything about it. And I just started like immediately crying and like my heart was like, beating out of my chest and like my brother was just like oh fuck like sorry i was like take take it off the screen like what the fuck and he was just like whoa like i did not know you were gonna react like that yeah. and i was like neither did i but if you saw someone that you loved and cared about and all of a sudden it's just up on this their screen they're like lifeless body right like i don't think you would like that <laughs> but my brother's very very cold to it he's just like doesn't care doesn't want to hear uh, yeah. about it yeah i mean he's third party him. and yeah just sees what it does yeah 
So I was just like, holy fuck. Like, I thought I was kind of more over it than that. But yeah, yeah, the first time I saw him, it was really bad. Yeah, I mean, I guess for you, it's got to be weird because you kind of know parts of it, but you don't, you just hear his voice at different parts and hear things third hand and then to actually see Mm -hmm. some of it in like real life. Yeah. You kind of can fill in the gaps of your own knowledge and you're kind of like, oh, Jesus Christ, because you're just kind of filling in things here and there. Like, and you, I don't know. Again, it goes back to that weight. (laughs) Yeah. Even he did something on YouTube. I've been, I I was looking for it and I can't find it anymore. I think the guy took it down, but even his voice was different when he was like talking to that guy than when he talks to me. Like it did not sound like him at all. Like, I was like, is this even him? But it was. And I'm like, that's not who I know. That's not his voice. Like, it's so weird. Just totally different person. I would never, I don't even know. I'm trying to like imagine like scenarios like that I know from family members or anything like that that even compares to this and it's bro I feel like most people can't I don't <laughs> I just don't have anything that close yeah like I feel like it's like what's common is like dealing with alcoholism yeah mm-hmm. and like, I, I do have scenarios of that but not like right I things like, that I'm that close to yeah I feel like a lot of people do with that but as far as this it's like I mean I'm 25 and this is the first time i've heard a story like this you know i mean like to be honest i mean there's been stuff and you hear but it's not like you never hear about stuff yeah um and i guess now that i think about it there you know there's oh i knew this person who you know you know od'd up drugs or this that or another you know what i mean but like to the extent is when it started like in such a raw time like Mm -hmm. you don't that doesn't happen often yeah um so that's why i think like it's I'm curious to see where his mindset is because I feel like he's like holding on to something at the same time, and maybe that's why he like yeah. lies mm-hmm. oh, about yeah. like, like, um, like arbitrary stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, this is my roommate, and it's mm-hmm. like what? <laughs> pretending some sort of normalcy. Yeah. yeah. Well, he'll be like, you know, we're both so weird. Like, you're n- probably never gonna find someone that like understands you like I do which is such manipulative shit to say. Yeah. But like, we know each other in such a way, like I can't, I know I'm never going to have with that with anyone. Like what are the chances that you are? Like, we're just meant to be together. Like we're just soulmates. Like there's nothing, it's shitty that we're in this situation, but that doesn't change the fact that we have this connection. Right. And he'd be like, so we'll probably just get, end up like getting married when we're both 40 and single. And I'd be like, don't say stuff like that because, like, I need you to know that that will never happen. Like, yeah. we play on the phone and joke and whatever and always, like, say to each other, like, we have this weird relationship. But, like, I need you to know that that's not a possibility. Yeah. Like, and it's hard to, like, draw that line of, like, just laughing and joking and whatever mm-hmm. than to be, like, no, but, like, don't take that seriously. <laughs> like, I'm not. That's not. Please yeah. don't. Right. I mean, that's a weird thing to say. I feel like. I feel like I've noticed a lot of relationships, obviously it's different, you know, scales of severity and whatever, but like a lot of relationships, if they go through some type of major or halfway traumatic event Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, we went through this, you're never going to go through this with someone else. Like we're meant to be together. And I'm always like, just because you went through an event with someone doesn't mean you're like, that binds you. Right. You know what I mean? Like you just share that moment of your, you're going to share moments of your life with 
hundreds, hundreds of people. Of, yeah, <laughs> hundreds of people. And like that just happened to be the one you guys shared. And that's something that you'll, that'll always be there. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's like, well, since we had that, we're going to get married. Like, <laughs> no, like since we had that, <laughs> I'm going to remove myself. You know what I mean? Because you obviously are an ambitious person, you know, and you want to do all these things and you're like, I don't, right. that, I can't deal with that. You know what I mean? So it's like we had that and you learned to grow from it and like, you know. Yeah. It's, I always say like, we didn't get to break up. Like we didn't have a breakup. He was taken from me. Like I didn't, mm. and that sounds so dramatic, but it like. It, it kind of makes sense. Like yeah. in the way, in the way your yeah. story, it just unfolds. Like it wasn't just like, you know, if he was just a regular guy that like cheated on me, which he did cheat on me, but like if he just <laughs> <laughs> cheated on me and like we broke up and that was that like fine but like it was so traumatic and dramatic and like he was just taken like the person that he was like he's still here his yeah. body part partly is still here but like he's not who he was right at all so like he was just one day it was just like oh the person that you knew forever and loved is not real yeah and so i think that's why it's <clears throat> just like well what the fuck like yeah. what am i supposed to do now and then it's just like he still exists in this little perfect bubble away far enough away from me where like I can't really see what's going on, but close enough that like he still makes me laugh and I still enjoy talking right. to him. So it's just like he's this little illusion in my brain. Right. Yeah. Well, because you have like, you know, the memory of what he was, mm -hmm. but then he's like still exists physically. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's really weird. But it's so disconnected from that memory that like you can see him and you're like, I still remember him as who he was. Yeah. But then he, like, talks or acts, and you're like, that's not how I remember this supposed yeah. to be. That's why, like... And that's a really strange thing to deal with. On the phone, like, we'll just go right back into the shit, like, just, like, talking about stuff. Like, remember that time your mom told us to go to the grocery store and, like, get cumin, but it was spelled <laughs> cumin, <laughs> and we didn't know what to do, like, right, yeah. and just be laughing and talking about all the stuff we used to do and, like... How shit is just so funny. And, like, anytime anything happens, like, now I kind of got over it. But, like, I wanted to call him. Like, yeah. my dad told me Christmas was on the wrong day, like, <laughs> for my family. Like, he said that we were celebrating on the 25th. But, really, the rest of my family celebrated on the 24th. So, I showed up to my uncle's house ready for a Christmas party the day after. So, like, that was so weird. And, like, I wanted to call him right away and be like, dude, my fucking dad told me to... Christmas was on the wrong day. Like, <laughs> I showed up and everyone thought I was a freak. Like, like they heated me up That's old awesome. green beans. Like, <laughs> and, like, I didn't really want to tell anyone else except him. Like, right. And this j just happened. That that was la two, two Christmas ago? Last Christmas, maybe? Two Christmas? So, like, he's still that person that I'm like, Tyler would fucking die if he knew the story. Right. Or even if it was something that happened traumatic in my family. Like, I wanted to call him and be like, dude. No one else will understand this, but, like, this just happened. Like, he was still that person for so long. Weird. Really weird. I don't know. I just keep thinking about what the title of this could be called. <laughs> like, legitimately, I'm just like, this is such a strange story, because it's... I don't even know. Like, it's like the... The bystanders of addiction, basically, is, like, the words that I keep playing with, because yeah. it's the story of, like, what happens to people who are close to those that... Yeah. Go down this road. And I've dealt with it a lot in my family. So <coughs> there's so many horrible ways that it could turn out. Like, mm -hmm. 
it's never happy. <laughs> like, right. And this just happens to be one that's continuing. Yeah. I mean, it seems to have a long tail, so to speak. And I don't even know where, I can't even figure out where this ends. <laughs> like legitimately, like it just seems like the way you're talking about it, it's just like something you'll have to just figure out. Yeah. For more of the, most of your life. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you know, and I don't, I wish I could say something that could be like, <laughs> you're going to get through this. Yeah. And that sounds very, like, mm-hmm. not adequate at all. Well, <laughs> I was lucky to have a really, my mom's super cool, mm. and, like, she knows him super well. Right. So, it's always nice to be able to talk to her, and she, like, totally gets it. And, like, she struggled with, like, my dad having addiction issues, so, like, mm-hmm. she gets it, and, like, she just, like... The one thing she says to me all the time is, like, you are a logical person, and you're trying to make sense of a situation that is illogical. Like, you're never going to make sense of it. Like, stop worrying yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't try to figure it out. My mom's a fucking sweetheart angel genius. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's so true, though, because you can't, you know, the the addicted person's brain is thinking in a way different pattern than, like, an average person. Because their life is literally evolving around, when do I hit... You know, when do I get that next thing that's going to make me feel normal again? Yeah. You know? And it's like, I'm sitting at home like, why didn't he call? And like, he's yeah. just like in a totally different place. Like, yeah. we used to sleep on the phone together. We would keep our phones on the whole night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some real obsessive shit. <laughs> I've and- heard stories of those things and never <laughs> knew that was actually a thing. I thought mm-hmm. that was just kind of like a thing people made up. Nope. <laughs> we would keep our phones on and like... One time I woke up in the middle of the night and I was trying to wake him up and talk. And he had gone to the city and just left his house phone on and gone to the city to get drugs. Damn. And like he told me that later. He was like, because there was a time where like he kind of just confessed all these weird things to me. Like this was really this and that never really happened. And when I did this, Mm -hmm. it was really that. And one of them was like, yeah, we used to sleep on the phone. But like a lot of time I just like leave it on my bed and I would just go to the city and use i'm like wow i really thought <laughs> like, you're like that was so like, special like, to me <laughs> she was like wow i can hear his breathing <laughs> look at that sweet little sweet angel you're sleep like, you're like, i can hear his snoring it's just like it's just, it's just spike breathing <laughs> it's just spikes everywhere <laughs> Man. oh my god i don't know what my dad's doing right now so if anyone can hear that <laughs> Um, but the way, the way I rationalize like addiction or tried my best to, yeah, is like, has there ever been something that you really, really, really wanted to do? Like a new game comes out right. or like, yeah. you know, something you're just super excited about. Yeah. Now imagine that like all the time. Right. Yeah. That would be exhausting. But like you know, to think about it in like an irrational sense, yeah. it's like, man, that's exhausting because I got to get shit done. Right. But the throw the rationality out of it you know what i mean i mean because your your life becomes filled for getting that one thing right or whatever that thing is and it's always because it's the uh the rapid on rapid off of addictive things where you you do the thing and all of a sudden you're like yay Mm -hmm. i got the thing and then it goes away and you're like fuck i need that again yeah you know (laughs) and tyler was always like you don't get it you'll never get it your mind isn't set up the way mine's set up like yeah he's like like look around the room you know how many things make me think of using like 
there's like a spoon from my cereal bowl. And he's like, look at that. That spoon right there makes me want to leave right now and go to the south side and pick up. And I'm like, I can't even eat cereal around you. <laughs> like, like, I just want some Cheerios, damn it. <laughs> and that's so out of my head. So then like, I would never even think of that being a thing. So then I'm like, oh, I got high on spoons. Like, it's like shit like that of me just trying to alleviate pain of like, Okay, no spoons anymore. Like everything I eat is with a fork. <laughs> like, Jesus. not to that extent, right? But I mean, it, it but, was really like, okay, let's make sure this is like childproof in a sense of like I don't want to trigger him. And my mom would always say, like she said to my dad, like, "You're, I'm not stronger than you for not drinking. Like I don't feel the need to drink every day. Like just because yeah. you do, it does not. I'm not dealing with those demons. So don't ever think that you're weaker than me." I don't feel that. So, like, you can't compare it. And I'm like, that's so smart. I mean, it's (laughs) a really good point. Because they start to feel guilty and, like, Mm -hmm. I'm so weak. And, like, how come other people can just go and have a beer and not, like, ruin their family? And I can't. It's like, well, because we're not dealing with that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that burden of shame. Yeah. It's a never-ending cycle where you, you know... Where, especially with addiction, you, you want to get into a point where it's like you drink and then you feel ashamed of your drinking and then you drink some more because that's how you feel right. better about yourself and that just repeats forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how you spiral and then you drink 15 beers. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, my dad said something so similar to Tyler in the spoon. Like he was like, it's not like heroin, like drinking. Like yeah. I could go to the 7-Eleven like, and get beer like it's everywhere like i don't Mm -hmm. have to go to a shitty motel on the south side like it's so hard but then it's like even tyler just a freaking ice cream bowl will set him off so it's just like the mind is just i can't even i can't even i can't i just don't have any frame of reference to what what that even means (laughs) it's so different of a i don't even know i just don't even know yeah. It'd be interesting to talk to him and see yeah, how he feels. I was telling Jordan Explain that, the mindset or whatever yeah. the headspace is that But then again, he is who he is, so what the fuck is he gonna he's gonna make up some deep shit that doesn't make any like he you can't yeah. really You just need honestly you just need some bystander there who doesn't have any frame of reference yeah. of who he is. Yeah. And then have like have this story that you just told now. Yeah. And then just kind of corroborate as many of the facts together mm-hmm. and just see what actually falls out of it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's weird because he has a really good memory of some stuff. Like I'll be like, Oh, remember that night we were there and it was like RJ, Julius and Frankie. And he'll be like, Oh, Frankie wasn't there that night. Like mm-hmm. that was RJ's birthday. Remember? And I'm like, Oh yeah, he wasn't there that night. Weird. Like he'll remember these weird things, but like then he's facts that you, yeah. Wouldn't. And it's like, Oh, you do still have your mind. And then it's like, Oh no, you don't. <laughs> Because you're talking to a dog in a hospital. Yeah, that's not there. <laughs> and like, <laughs> may or may not be there, maybe. <laughs> so it's just really weird because what can you trust? What can you believe? What the fuck is even going on? Damn. This sounds like there's going to need to be a round two at some point. <laughs> yeah. We've already done this for an hour and a half. And yeah. I feel no, I feel no closer to, yeah. to I'm going to need some time to just let this one marinate yeah. for a little while. It'd be cool to revisit when we've made headway in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm still deciding if we, well, I know you said you probably wouldn't want to for obvious reasons, but if I would want to like reach out to him. Yeah. That will be TBD. Yeah. But yeah, 
Avi, I don't, I don't think know. you'd want to be in the loop. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've tried so hard to <laughs> get out of the loop to yeah. put myself back in that loop. Would, would be, be counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like I'm going good. Things are fine. I'm starting to have normal relationships and feelings, and I think that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone, this was a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoo. I want to take a quick second and talk about how you can support our show. I believe this is the most honest way that I can connect with you, the listener, and put it in front of everyone. You can support our show for as little as 99 cents a month. We release four podcasts a month, all at an average length of about an hour. That means you are supporting us at just 25 cents an hour. That's that's cheaper than the dollar menu. I think it's safe to say that we provide more value than that. And if you learn anything from our content, please consider becoming a supporter today with the link in the description of any episode or on the website at feedingcuriosity.net. And with that, thanks for listening and please enjoy the show. You just listened to an episode of Feeding Curiosity. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like, subscribe, go check out the website over at feedingcuriosity.net and all the other things that we're doing there. And once again, thank you all for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode.